Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. First and Pod, hosted by Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. Welcome to another edition of First and Pod, Danny Parkins, Andrew Filipponi. Every game, every week, every team coming to you live from after Chiefs and Chargers. Uh, probably the best game of the day. Pat Mahomes remains undefeated in road division games, which is just insane. Travis Kelsey, his last three catches of the games uh, all go for touchdowns, the greatest tight end to ever do it. He's making that run at Gronk. And if the Chiefs would have lost this game, Pony, there would have been five teams in the AFC at seven and three, but they remain a game up on the rest of the pack. Pretty incredible performance by the Chiefs in the second half today. Yeah. When we missed you earlier in the week, we were talking about Kansas City, Danny. And I had mentioned to Zach Gelb, who was filling in for you, that um, you get desensitized to it that you either get desensitized to the Chiefs doing stuff like this or you're just kind of fatigued by it because it happens so often. I think tonight was a little different, though, because it was a higher scoring game and it was kind of tit for tat for a lot of the game. And uh, my biggest takeaway is actually that I feel like for the Chargers, there's going to be a big what if with this team for a very long time. Because the NFL, it seems like the the two teams or the the two types of teams that win championships are teams that are on uh, rookie deals with quarterbacks or just teams that are quarterbacked by Tom Brady because he takes less and they used to circumvent the salary cap and just dump money into TB 12 for him in new England. Yeah, of course. And right. So with, you know, with the chargers, it's like, what is this for Herbert year three? Yeah. Yeah, so they're running out of time, and it's not going to happen this year. They're going to have to fight their asses off to even make the playoffs with him this season. All the injuries hit again this year. They get swept by by the Kansas City again, and they could have easily swept them. They could have been 2-0 and against the Chiefs, and it could have been an entirely different season for both teams. 
Those are yeah, both the Chargers was, games went to Kansas City. Yeah, I mean it's 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 uh, because Mahomes and Andy Reid, you know, we look for reasons to pass the baton to to Buffalo or to the Chargers preseason, which and, you and I both did. Which you and I both did, right? Exactly. And and here they are. You know, I I told you you made fun of me a couple of weeks ago that like I'll just probably never learn and bet the Chargers every year. Like I. I think I think Herbert just passes every eye test like so unbelievably that I think that he is the type of guy that that can win uh, when he gets paid on on that type of contract. It's going to be real tough with with Pat Mahomes in the division, who's as I mentioned fourteen and zero in road division games to start his career. It's absolutely remarkable. Uh, the Chargers, man, all these injuries like. Mike Williams has the amazing catch on the sideline, comes down, re-aggravates the ankle yep. injury, isn't able to do it. Keenan Allen comes back from the hamstring, has the fumble, comes back, makes the great catch down the field, but like they still don't have Rashawn Slater. Like they just they just can't get all of their guys there. Um, but just a minute of Travis Kelsey appreciation. He's doing that. I, I know Derwin James had his moments on him, but like. It's the best safety in football. Yeah. And he is just, for the whole game, they're like, oh, well, you know, he had three catches, no big deal. Finishes the game with six catches, three touchdowns, 100-plus yards. He is unbelievable. The guy's, what, 32, 33? Like, he he's going to go down as having one of the longest primes of a tight end ever. Well, Tony Gonzalez said the same thing. He just... You know, Kansas City moved on and he did some of it in Atlanta at the tail end of his career. But it's interesting that both Kansas City tight ends, Hall of Fame tight ends, were guys that even thrived late in their careers. As yeah, and, and, and Tony G was like the catches. But this is – the touchdown numbers are just crazy. Yeah. Um, he is he is so incredible. And we talked so much about Tyree Kill, but it's like – a. Andy Reid, Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and and they make the rest of it work. They they are a deserving favorite right now. With uh, so now four teams in the AFC at seven and three, and we'll of course get to them over the course of the show. As I drop my phone here, here we go. Uh, it's good to be back midseason form. All right, Dallas, Minnesota. It was the game of the day. I heard you on FanDuel TV pick Minnesota. Yep. Nice pick. Yeah. Here's the truth. I actually convinced our buddy Nick Wright in our picks contest to pick Minnesota too, even though in the group of my buddies in the when we have got the circa million entry, we we had the Cowboys. So I didn't have a lot of conviction on this game, but you you seemed to. What went wrong? Everything. It was a Murphy's Law game. If you're a Minnesota backer, I guess they were due. That was why there was a lot of uh, smart people that backed Dallas because they thought Minnesota was due for one of these games. I don't know if they expected it to be the second worst home loss in franchise history and actually, by margin of victory, the greatest Cowboys road win of all time in the entire history of the franchise. They did that today. Um, You know, sort of like what I said about the Chargers, Danny, Don't you think there's going to be some of that about Tony Pollard? Like, he was the star player for Dallas today. 
And they found a way to make both he and Zeke work. Zeke finished drives. Pollard did it with his on the ground and as a receiver. Just huge plays. And it's like, I just wonder, like, if they had gone to him and made him their feature back from the start of the year, I think they, I think, what, an extra win at least? Is, is well, that yeah, unfair? and I mean, and you could even go back further if they would have decided not to pay Zeke, you know, what happens with that cap money? Where do they spend it? Where else are they better? Pollard is uh, clearly more dynamic. The The workload thing I do think matters. You know, that crazy stat from a couple of weeks ago with never having more than 14 carries in a game. But he's clearly more dynamic. And the run after the catch and the burst is just is just obvious. Minnesota has been fraudulent, man. To be eight and two and have a negative point differential is crazy. Ten, 10 games into the season. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Are we sure that Dallas isn't the best team in the NFC? They're an eight and a half point favorite over the also seven and three Giants on Thanksgiving. Eight and a half points mm-hmm. in a division game of seven and three teams. That's crazy. Well, they were the highest scoring team in the NFL last year to go along with Micah Parsons. And you know, there was better talent at the top of the NFC last year with the Packers and Bucks. So yeah. really what's happened, in my opinion, is that they pretty much stayed the same. And the top teams around them, like the Rams, Bucks, and Packers, have gotten worse. So... You know, it's really going to come down to that age-old thing of like, you know, once we get to January, does the pressure of those games, does it impact a team that we don't really take their head coach seriously? And their quarterback really hasn't gotten it done outside of like the wild card round. You know, I mean, that's just... Yeah, their, their defense, the first... It was the first eight games, right? They or the first for seven games averaged fifteen points per game allowed, and then it shot then, way up. And they were bad against the run, really bad against the run. Yeah. Then the Bears and the Packers lit them up, and then back again today against Minnesota, they put they only allowed three points. It's crazy, man, to watch a game that has a hundred and sixty million dollar quarterback in Prescott, Justin Jefferson, one of the three he had three favorites. catches. For, I know for for offensive player of the year, Dalvin Cook, all that talent on that field. Micah Parsons is just clearly the best football player on the field. He is insane. Parsons and Pollard were their two best players, and probably yeah. neutral, yeah, neutral neutral field. Philly Dallas, Dallas favored. Right now, I would say yes. I would, I would too. I would what do. was that line when Cooper Rush started in Philly? Six and a half? That sound right? Was it I think more? so. When do they... 
So it's they get they get them Christmas Eve. So we still got we've still got we've still got some time. But yeah, right now, right now I think Dallas neutral field, I would take them against any team uh in the NFC. Buffalo and Cleveland. Do you look at that as a game that the Browns blew? That they blew that game? Um because they were because of the lead early in the game, you're saying that's the Yeah, I mean, and like a couple inches, you know, two shots to go up 14 to uh 14 to three, few inches short, had control of that game early. Like Josh Allen looked so bad, the bills looked so shaky. You just let them hang around, and then over 60 minutes, the more talented team, because they weren't as dug into as deep of a hole as it clearly should have been in the first, you know, quarter plus of that game. Yeah. It, it, you know, I, I know it's a 60 minute game, but it, it just, it felt like they had them on the ropes and they, and they, and they couldn't get the knockout blow. Yeah. I think it's a weird game because I think if you're a bills fan, you're going to try to take positives out of the whole idea that you had such a weird travel weekend with everything that went on and you still found a way to score more than 30 points. And you did it by running the ball and not just running it with Allen. You got ground production from like Singletary and Cook in this game. And it looked like Stephon Diggs was ready to fight people. And then right before the half, Allen found Diggs for a touchdown. But you trailed big in the game early. You got off to a bad start, which is a negative. And you also just settled for field goals again in the second half, which is an alarming trend for them. Like their streak of being basically unable to punch it in consistently in the second half. This is like a month's worth of football. And like they didn't play a good team today. You know, no. the Browns are just waiting for uh for Deshaun Watson to come back. Like they've kind of when when adversity hits for them in games, like we saw against Miami last week, they just pack it in now. So if I'm a Bills fan, I'm not getting that excited. And if I, I don't know, I think if I'm a Browns fan, like I'm, I'm past the point of like missed opportunities. They've missed so many opportunities this year. I'd be kind of numb to it if I were a Cleveland fan and I would write it off to having a backup quarterback at the helm. Yeah, but he was good. He got whatever yeah. he wanted through the air yeah, today. Chubb actually was the guy that did nothing in this game. Which- yeah. I mean that, 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 that bet's falling apart. <laughs> I thought of you when I saw his stat line, like, oh, Danny's rushing crown. Yeah, my 11 to 1 ticket on him to lead the league in rushing. I mean, Saquon passed him and he had 14 carries for 19 yards today. I mean, Jacoby Brissett was getting anything he wanted. Yeah, Cooper had two touchdowns. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the Bills defense was, was not impressive in any way. I mean, in some ways for Cleveland, you know, you gave up all those draft picks to get to Sean Watson. So you may as well win, but. Then when he comes back and he's practicing now, like it's just a it's a lost season, and then you just get worried. You you get worried in Cleveland if Deshaun Watson comes back and doesn't look good. I think I think that's when Browns fans actually start to worry. But Buffalo is shaky. Just oh yeah, still still very good. But I mean, first eight weeks we were talking about them as just yeah the deserved odds-on favorite. They 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 are shaky right now. How much of it do you think is Allen's elbow, by the way? How about because that I, became a how about that was just a total non-story where he wasn't even on the injury report all week? And like I know. people have forgotten about it. 
I thought the same thing as you. Yeah. Like that's just gotten pushed off to the side. And now he's going to have to try to play on a short week against Detroit, which I think, what's the line for that game? Like 10? Yeah, well, and Detroit's off three straight wins. Yeah, nine and a half. That nine seems and... like it's inflated. That seems like it's way too big. Yeah. Based on how Detroit's played. Three um, wins in a row for the Lions. Jets and Patriots. Now, the Patriots sweep the Jets. All four teams are still technically in the playoffs, but this is about the this is about 3-3 and a punt return with seconds left. There's there are there are three things I want to say about this game, and then I'll let you respond. Okay. okay. Number one, Wilson is a fucking asshole and is gonna get murdered by New York media all week. Oh, yeah. For the way he acted after the game, that he had nothing to do with them losing. Like, yeah. that's going to get replayed over and over again. The locker room is going to be livid with him. Like, not only did he play like shit, he handled it like a total clown. Number two, Salah has got to fire a special teams coordinator for tell for not telling his punter to punt the ball out of bounds. What are you doing in that situation? The punt return man for the Patriots even said after the game that he just assumed that the punt was going to go out of bounds and didn't think he was going to have a chance to return it. And then the third one is, all that being said, they should have fucking called a block in the back at the end of that return. I should glad have been they no didn't. touchdown, and folks should have had in those windy conditions like a 48-yard field goal attempt with seconds left to win the game. That was a that was a blatant missed call there, though. Very blatant uh, block in it, the back. I'll start with that one. I'm I'm glad they didn't call it because that guy wasn't gonna catch him. It it was a block in the back, but he wasn't going to catch him. So, and I'm going to tell you something. One more: if it's flipped, I guarantee you they call it. I, I mean, I obviously agree. If with a that. jet guy blasts a Patriots special teams player in that play, they're absolutely 100% calling it. They just assume that Patriots players in that situation are always doing the right thing. I, I agree completely. Uh, there's already the report out of New York that Zach Wilson was is not very popular in the locker room because he asked the, was asked the question of like, did he feel like he let the defense down? And he said, no, yep. uh, you scored three points, buddy. <laughs> and there what were the- countless drop interceptions like late in that game that could have effed them even more. Yeah. So the, the petulance is not going to go over well in New York. Like I, I respect swagger. I, I even dis, uh, respect like swagger that borders on arrogance. Like, I always love the story that like Mario Chalmers thought that he deserved to take the last shot on the team that had LeBron and Wade because he had a big one at Kansas. Like, you know what I mean? Like I I, I do think you need a rational confidence to be an athlete and I'm sure it'll come in handy for a quarterback of a New York team, but maybe a little bit of self-awareness would be good there. The only thing I have to add to your number of points from the game, because obviously kicking to the returner is idiotic. Patriots just, have the best defense in football. Matthew just again, Rudon, baby. Just again, though. Like, and and we're going to get stuck with them in a wild card game. They're gonna they're gonna make the playoffs. I know, but so they're just they're just statistically better than Dallas. They're just better than Denver. They're better than San Francisco. Just Bill Belichick. Once again, I never doubted that about him. I doubted the Patricia Judge thing. I know, but but yeah, but I mean, give the guy his props, man. I know. It just there they are. Once again, winners of three straight, plus 44 in the point differential, have only allowed, let me see, how many teams 
Yeah. They had the bad game against the Bears. And other than that, the last like five or six games, they've been amazing defensively. So the only teams that have allowed fewer points, uh, Niners and Cowboys. Those are the only two. So they, they fewest points allowed in the AFC. Damn. That's incredible. 